Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. To have a podcast that it would affect and go through the airways and touch so many lives, so many minds, hearts, souls, and spirits. Lord, we just ask that you come into us tonight. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch the, the speaker on, I mean, the preacher on tonight. Touch yes. him from the of his head to the soles of his feet. Pour in him to the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to go through the whole airways on tonight and touch our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and our spirits. And Lord, we just pray healing across this land on tonight because yeah. we, are, we know that you're Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. Father, we just want to continue to give you the glory. And Father, when we enter into to this Thanksgiving, what we need to not just give thanks on Thanksgiving, but to give thanks all year round for what you have done and what you still yet to do in our lives. Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise because of your matchless name, the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And let all God's people say amen. 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 What an awesome prayer, Brother John. Awesome prayer, man. Strong. Woo. Anybody got some good news they want to share before we get started? Tuesday. Last Tuesday, man, it seems like it was a long seven days, man. A lot can happen, man. Anybody got it? Something they want my, to share before we die. My brothers, if you brothers get a chance to go to Cartagena, Colombia, brother, please get it. If you get a chance to go, you want to talk about how to get there, how you get there, and, and just experience that, man. It, it was just a blessing from God. Beautiful. Right. That's all I got. Anybody else got anything else? Okay, nobody got nothing, man. Let's let's jump into tonight. I, I titled tonight discussion, if I am victorious. As a believer, we walk in victory, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, though, we don't talk about, so if I have the victory, who is my victory over, right? So I kind of combine the thought, that thought with the unevenly yoke, which is I'm going to teach on. And, and my scripture for the teaching is Deuteronomy 7, verses 3 and 4. And it goes, you shall make no covenant with the people of the land and show no favor to them. Furthermore, you shall not intermarry with them, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. Oh, man. I got some other scriptures I'm going to share also. But about a month, month ago, 
I went through something with, with some really close friends of mine that was like, it was very painful, just to be blatantly honest. And the thing is, you you guys, I'm sure you have experienced, man. God been showing me this for 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 a long time, in in a lot of different ways, a long time. And and so eventually, it gets to that hammer. He gets to that hammer point when he's like, "Hey, this is all I know to do." And so it happens, and it happens that way. And for me, even though it was painful. The, it was painful, but it didn't hurt if that make any sense. Because mm -hmm. for me, I understand that it was a lesson out of it. And a lot of times when we start talking about unevenly yoked, we we automatically go to marriage. Right, 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 right. But he has scriptures that point specifically towards marriage. So that leads me to believe that he wants us to look deeper he wants us to look deeper into our relationships. That's all our relationships because marriage is not the only relationship that we, that we have that's really close and that and very strong. And so the situation that I went through, the situation that I went through, the other side, the other side of that are, I don't want to say this in a judgment, but when we start talking about are they believers or not? I I can't I can't say that they are. I can't say that they are, but it's the responsibility of who I fellowship or who I allow inside of my life and inside of my circle solely falls on on me. And so that's something that I have to take full ownership of because I trusted I trusted people who on, on this journey that I am on, that that everything can't be laid at people's feet in that in that in that way. Glenn George, on the unevenly yoke thing, give me some, give me something on that from a from a friendship or just an association stat standpoint, because that's what's been on me the last two, three weeks. Mm. Well, you, you're kind of in a sticky situation when you're talking about unequally yoked in relationship outside of marriage. Because God tells us that go ye in the highway and he sends us unto the unbeliever. That's so that's our responsibility as men of God. Is right. to bring them to the fold. However, he says, be careful who you give your confidence to, who you witness mm -hmm. things personal. Because when you're talking about somebody in your personal life, if they're not on that level with you, then you have to distinguish that. You know, we can't be equally in an equal situation. Equally yoked means to be joined together with equal right. responsibility. And it, it, really the literal translation, if you see the literal, you see the two oxen yoked together. Mm -hmm. And because mm -hmm. they're yoked together, they have no choice but to go in the same direction when they're driven. You have a choice to go in the same direction with somebody or not. Right. If that person is not pulling their weight or going the way you're going, you have the option to split with them. So you're not yoked to them. But if you're in a situation that binds you two together, that would be the yoke. And how you right. walk that thing together is a determination. We as, as, as men of God on our personal level have to be cognizant that we can't let everybody in our circle. Right. It ain't for you. And right. because that, 
They can cause you to stumble. They may be a <laughs> from Satan trying to get you to go down a road that's going to get you off track and miss the mark. That's not your responsibility. Our responsibility is to witness, but it ain't to let them into our lives so personally that they can affect change. Right. That's good. That's good. And what what jumped out? I'm gonna get to you, George. What jumped out is the the direction. When you said mm -hmm. the direction, that's where the pain came from. Right. Mm -hmm. Because for for so long, the Holy Spirit was showing me, hey. Y'all going in y'all going in different directions. Y'all going in different directions. It would get louder. It would get louder. And it would, he would show me and he would shine light on, on certain situations that we would be in. Y'all going in different directions. Y'all going in different directions. If you stay here, you are going to get hurt. If you stay here, you're going to get hurt. But a lot of times we let our love, we let our love keep keep us bonded and bound in situations when when we know i'm talking about this is not when i say the pain the pain is because i heard it the, the pain is deeper because i heard the voice i heard it and he showed me and he, he highlighted certain situation clearly but because i love hey man you start making excuses they're gonna get there no they're not they might, but right now they're not. So when if they do, then y'all y'all hook back up. But but because I stayed there because of the love, then I suffered the pain that I suffered a month ago. Brother John, this is what the scripture says. The scripture says yeah. two can't walk together lest they be agreed. Right. And so right. if we don't agree, we're not. If we're always going into different directions, we can't walk together. Mm -hmm. we, we can't follow the same path. And then it tells you, it says that um, when you talk about that, un, don't be unequally yoked. He said, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. And if they are a believer, because we both believe the same thing, but we're heading to the direction, that's why we can't walk together, because we don't agree. Right. Now, that agreement may meet somewhere down the road, but at this present time and what the situation we're in, we can't make a cognitive decision to be on the same road because we don't agree. And, right. and you know, and I get it. Love wants you to give them all benefit of the doubt. Right, right. Because mm -hmm. love wants you to give them all benefit of the doubt, you stay past a relationship when it's over with or a situation right. when it's over with because of love and God. Like, I'm trying to get you out this thing. I need you to go further. And mm -hmm. you're trying to hold on to something and it causes you to fall, which right. causes pain. It's like a person that's in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. You can tell them all day, but the first thing out of their mouth is, I'm, I love them. They're going to change. They ain't never mm -hmm. going to change. Gonna right. And it's the same thing with relationships that are not spiritually edifying. Right. Not you can't stay in it because it's going to cause you to stumble. You know, hey, Glenn, but I was I was listening to you. You, I, I, I don't know where the scripture not coming to me, but I, I used to think about all the time, spirit by the spirit. Mm -hmm. I used to think about, you know, and then sometimes in my spirit, I, I could I could feel certain Holy Spirit telling me that's not the way to go. And I would always go in another direction. And, mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking about that, you know, with the yoke and being evenly yoked, because you can, you try the spirit by the spirit. And also what I was thinking about too, when you were talking about was um, sometimes people are only in your life for a season and then, and, and then you separate, you know? Right. And, and I, I was thinking about that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and I and I know it, I would be in situations sometimes, and my spirit would come and would quicken me. You know, this is this where God really wants. You know. You know, I like what you're talking about right now, and you're talking about First John chapter four, verse one. Okay, 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 okay. And, and I want to read something to you because we misquote the scripture, and that's why we get uh -huh. messed. Okay. Dear friends, this is the New Living Translation. It's a dear friend, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Okay. You must see them if the Spirit has come from God. Mm -hmm. And so don't say try the Spirit by the Spirit. Say try the Spirit and see if it be from God. Okay, right. Okay. Because there are many false, false prophets in the world. So what we're saying, when, when we're trying the Spirit and another person, it goes mm -hmm. back to, is this a God connection? Right. Okay. If this ain't a God connection, we got to let it go because if we're trying to hold on to something that's not of God, God's going to wrench it out your hand. Right, like, right, 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 right. Okay. But because of love and because we want that person where we are, we hold on to them when sometimes, like you said, their season is over or yeah. our season is over in their life. Mm -hmm. And so when he says we try that spirit to see it be of God, Right. It's going to speak the things of God. It's going to edify what God has put you here to do. And so that's where we have to be careful. Right, right, right. And now, John, John, what was that? Uh, that was 1 John 4 and 1. Okay, got, okay, got you. Um, 2 Corinthians says, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 16 says, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. There, that that scripture, man, when that day, that right there tells us everybody, everybody is not going on this journey. Everybody, he didn't say everybody. He, he didn't say everybody. And I, and I know some people watching us and they're going to say, but wasn't Jesus a friend to the sinners? Mm -hmm. Yes, he was, but he loved them where they was at. And they were not his best friends and his closest friends, nor were they the people who spent the most time with him. And he was on a mission also. <laughs> and so, man, this thing, <laughs> let me back up. This, con this conversation me and Jerome, we talk all the time. And we, man, we just, I don't know how, you remember how we got into it, Jerome? I don't necessarily know how we got into it. It might've been by my situation, but we had a deep conversation about, cause we talk about the unevenly yoke uh, so much about marriage people and people who dating that I think we dropped the ball in people in our life. It, it, it don't have to be a significant other Mm -hmm. if if this friend because this friend was with me almost everywhere i went every every I, I don't have many memories without this person in my life and so i think it's equally significant when you start talking about it jump in here jay you remember that conversation yeah i i remember um what we talked about though was how when we're young we have these relationships and we have these friendships that we carry into our Christian walk. Yes, that's it. That's what it. happens is when you start to serving God, God's going to show you 
and you have to allow, you have to listen to your spirit to let you know when to walk away, when mm -hmm. to, when to separate. And the mm -hmm. separation doesn't have to be uh, in a bad way. It just mm -hmm. got to be that, hey, we're just not on the same page. We're just not mm -hmm. living the same life. I'm going in a different direction than you. I still love you. I'm still going to be there for you. I'm, I'm not saying that I can't be somebody that you want, that you need a friendship. But the everyday communication, when we, when I know that you and I are living different lives, that's where it can be. But if you need my help from a godly perspective, I got you. Mm -hmm. If you need my friendship from a godly perspective, I got you. Right. So then you just explain it to that individual, whoever you may be dealing with, that, hey, I'm just trying to do something different in my life. And it's not matching what you're doing in your life. So we're just going to love each other from a distance. That's Amen. That's, that's powerful right there. That is. The um the thing of that was so amazing to me though, the the pain was also confirmation. You know what I'm saying? The, the pain, the pain was confirmation. It was almost like a slap upside head. I've been showing you this for 10 years. Mm -hmm. At least 10. Right. But of course, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thirsty for that relationship with Christ as I was as I am now 10 years ago. But he was in front of me saying, hey, you need to remove this before we, we really even get started because ain't no need going halfway with the whole, all this luggage. Go ahead and get rid of it now. And so mm -hmm. when, when, it, when it happened, when it happened, it really hurt, man. But mm -hmm. for about two or three days, it really hurt. Right. And then the third day, the third day, he started showing me it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The love, ain't no love lost. You still love them. They still love you. And the focus has to turn back to me. I have, I'm, I'm what you need. I'm what you need. I'm your source. I'm your source for everything. And so when I refocused, everything was good, man. But that conversation with Jerome was really, it was so rich, man. Like most of them are, man. Just Hey, give me a minute. Read that scripture you read a few seconds ago. Not the first one, but the second one. The second Corinthians? Second mm -hmm. Corinthians 6. Verse 16, what agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? No. For we are the temple of the living God. Stop. As God, right there? Stop right there. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? Mm -hmm. I mean, that says a lot right there. That, that relationship, even though it was friendship, it was love, it became idolatry. Mm -hmm. Because right. you put it above and before God. God is saying, focus on me, but you're focusing on the friendship. Right. You slap mm -hmm. it upside the head for 10 years because you're trying to keep this because you don't want to lose it, and you're putting it before God. Right. And it's not, you, you can't focus until that's taken out of your way. So he, he need to break the agreement that you were trying to have with that situation. And, and that's what he wants to do. He tells us, no man, no, you should have no God before me. That, that's man car, money, house, job, none of that stuff should be before God. And when we start putting it, we, we put things inside of our vision that blurs our perception of God because it becomes to take such a stronghold in our life and become such a strong part. We're so focused on it. We lose sight of God and then we wonder how we got so far off track when that thing mm. is removed out of our way. Right. You know what happened? You know what happened that night, Glenn, after me and Jerome had the conversation? Mm. When I, when, I, when I prayed and I went to bed that night, my spirit said, you're trying to please too many people, right? And I'm like, whoa, 
Because my prayer was, Lord, if I know, if I got a good understanding of what my purpose is, and I, the gist of my purpose, I believe, is to serve. That's the gist of it. The, the big picture is to serve. So in my prayer, I said, God, um, Lord, uh, if I have a good understanding of, of my purpose, why am I struggling so much with it? And he came right back and said, you're trying to please too many people. You're trying to please too many people. You, you don't want to lose this relationship. And he didn't understand why, but he never understood. But then you want to profess me when all is well. And he said, you're trying to please too many people. I got I got things for you and I got things for you to do. But this, this and it's really this one relationship, this one relationship is hindering a whole bunch of things that I have for you. And you have to let it go. You have to let it go in that capacity. You know what I'm saying? You have to let it go in the level of where I had it. I had it up there almost above everything. He said, he's too close to me. <laughs> he said, that relationship is too close to me. I don't want nothing close to me. And you've put that there. And I think it was unintentional. I'm not sure if it's unintentional, but like Glenn talked about, when something becomes our idol, I think a lot of times it becomes unintentional. Mm -hmm. Like we get so used to doing it, it becomes unintentional because we feel like we have to have X, Y, Z. And it's the man. Brother Prentice. I'm here. What's going on? How you doing, I'm man? I'm good. I'm good. Just rolling in. Brother Robert. Hey, look at you. You want to speak to Prentice before you speak to me? Don't, don't Come on, brother. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> man, that's good stuff y'all saying, man. I'm just sitting there soaking it up. Have, so you, have, you, have you ever been in a situation that you you had a close relationship and it come back to bite you and yep. and, and the holy spirit been telling you to sever that relationship yeah yep. for a long time i think most of us have yeah mine probably just the latest most of the most of my community my surroundings when i got saved they left me anyway oh okay they 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 i mean it was, it was all about God and and like I said, all my friends and some of them have gotten saved since recently, matter of fact, and man, I love them to death, they love me, but I couldn't allow them to interfere or become my idol because God was too good to me to bring me out of that mess I was in, man. I mean, I, I was low down. I keep telling y'all that. I was dirty, low down, just nasty. Right. Yeah. For him to bring me out, I mean, I'm just talking about myself. For him to bring me out and for me to turn and put something over him or close to him, I, I know that would hurt him. It, it hurt, kill me, but hurt, hurt him. Right. Being God who he is and knowing that I was too, uh, too nasty to live and wasn't fit to die. <laughs> it's, it's bad out there, man. And I hear, I hear what you're saying, but most of the, like I said, most of the, well, Prentice was around when I got saved. So we, we, we live together, men and nights working together. So he, he, he know what I'm talking about. 
lot of just didn't come around, especially the ones that had the street problems I had all my life. They just left because I didn't have I didn't have the cocaine no more. I didn't buy the liquor no more. I didn't do these things no more. So they had to go find somewhere else to get. Right. I mean that that's just it. I mean you know. Take I was, out, brother Rob. Take yes, sir. Out. I'm listening. In a lot of these situations, right? We I talk about the pain, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. But you know what the problem was? You y'all have heard me talk about being the light all the yes. time, right? Oh yeah. In this relationship, I hid behind being the light. I knew the Holy Spirit was saying this relationship is not good for you mm -hmm. in your walk. I knew it. He said it plain and clear. But and when I say I hid behind being the light, I, I, I'm not going to say that I was necessarily scared to share the gospel with him. Mm. I didn't share the gospel with him, though, because I felt like he wouldn't receive it. So I tried to be the light. And every time the Holy Spirit said, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. So if you don't cut it, then I'm going to cut it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to keep because I have so much planned for you that I'm, I, done, I done gave you all kinds of warning shots. I ain't giving you no more warning shots. So so we are believers. We men of God. The onus and the responsibility of who we allow into our life and into our circles falls directly on us. You know, the world is the world. <laughs> the world is going to be the world. And, and so... I just want us to make sure I say that to say we have to be sensitive mm -hmm. to when the Holy Spirit is sharing something with us, is placing something inside of us consistently, right. consistently, and, and quit hiding behind that love because I still love him. The love will never die. Right. But let me share. Let me share. Let me share this with. Let me share this with. Like I said, these are my partners. We grew up together, all through high school together. And then one thing, when I got saved, they hung around for a few days, and they kept telling me how proud they was of me and how happy they was. And I asked one question. I said, what about you? What about you? Let me be proud of you. And everything fell apart. Like, <laughs> like, like an earthquake came between us. Oh, you think because you done been saved for a day or two, you you all listen, and you listen, you that. I said, man, I'm still me. You know me. They didn't want to hear that. Right. And that's the last time we hung out. And I just found, I just saw him about a year or so ago during the pandemic that he got saved. Mm. But now, but now, if I would have been fake or fraud or something like that and just kept hanging out with him and kept, you know, doing the things, that we was doing, where's the God in that? Right. Where's the God in that? It, it, that's why, as you just said, Todd, we have to. We have to be sensitive We have to the situation, and we have to always know that the Holy Spirit is telling us when to talk to these people, when to tell them about Jesus. Because that's what I heard uh, Glenn say when I first came on. That's, our, that's what our commandments are. That, that's what we do. Right. We witness. We make disciples. Right. We tell people about the good news, about the goodness of Jesus Christ, who right. died on the cross for them. Right. 
that they may have life and have it more abundant. That's right. what we do. It's not always easy. We let, we're going to stumble and fall, but telling folks about Jesus is what we do. You know, uh, you talking about it. I remember I shared the story before of um, me not severing a relationship and God put me in a in a pond of water where a man almost died. All right. He said, if you want if you want if you want to open your mouth and speak, mm. talk to these guys. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in a situation where you gonna have to open your mouth and you gonna have to take action. All right. I remember also early on in my Christianity walk. I didn't want to sever a relationship with a young lady. <laughs> he he severed that one too. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he cut that one off too, and 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 you said the pain is like the pain was so bad. I I I walked from you know you know right down the track in in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. I walked from there. I walked around the track about five or six times that night in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, I, then I walked over to, um, you know, Zach and Ben, mom live at over there. Yeah. I left my car in the rain and walked over there. <laughs> now, that ain't a kicker, but when I, when I got there, they was doing a Bible study with another young man, and the minister from the church was in there. <laughs> so when I walked in the house, they all looked at me and they were like, come on in, have a seat. When they finished the Bible study, they all turned to me and went, what's wrong with you? I had to lay it out. I, I had no choice then but to lay everything out right there open. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, so if you won't put, if you won't put it out there, he gonna put it out there on front right. for you. Right. I got a, I got a, I got a couple of different versions of this scripture. Um, Second Corinthians six, verse fourteen, amplified version. Do not unequally bond together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them, inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership can righteous have with lawlessness? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Um, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14 GNT version. Do not try to work together as equals with unbelievers, for it cannot be done. How can right and wrong be partners? How can light and darkness live together? And this is my favorite one. 2 Corinthians 6. 14 verses 14 through 18 the MSG version don't become partners with those who reject God how can you make a partnership out of right and wrong that's not partnership that's war yes that's war that's not partnership that's war that, that's why this it was so strong it is light best friends with is light best friend with dark does Christ go strolling with the devil do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? 
but that is exactly what we are, each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. So leave the, the corruption and the compromise and leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters to me. That, that right there really drove it home to me, man. I read that about four or five times, man. That just, whoo. Amen. Hey, man, that's just the thing, man. I don't think a pain, I don't think I've ever been hurt and got so much from it, if that makes, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? The night, the night printers and Glenn, y'all, y'all kind of when y'all verbally spanked me, I got I got a little, I got, got I got a lot out of that too. But this pain was a different kind of pain, man. And it was like it was almost refreshing. The confirmation was almost refreshing, even though it hurt and it still stings a little bit. But to to know that he still has his arms around me and that this pain was necessary right this this pain was necessary because because what we went through you know if it, it can't get any more clear than that to me and and so that for that i'm i'm just i'm really i'm really grateful for that that's pretty much all i got but i have some in closing in terms of in terms of this relationship or any relationship that we are in my love, my love for, for this individual or any individual and their love for me has absolutely nothing to do with my destination. Mm -mm. Meaning where, where God is taking me, my love for this person and their love for me, it has nothing to do with what God is taking me. And so that I find, I take comfort in that. I take comfort in knowing that regardless of how we feel toward each other right now, if it changes, if it doesn't change, where God is taking me, our love for each other has nothing to do with what God has taken me. But my obedience to what he just showed me in reference to my love for this person does. It, it will impact. It will impact what God has taken me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the second thing, we have to learn to love people where they are at. Truly, we have to truly learn to love people where they are at and to love them from afar, which is something that I'm going to have to do moving forward, which is it's not easy because it's been somebody that moved everywhere I've moved, but that's, that's, I have to learn how to do that. And my proximity has no reflection on my love for any individual, meaning how close we are has nothing to do with how much I love you. And, and that's, that's all I got. I know you guys are ready to jump in here and do your thing. Amen. Man, thanks. Hey, I'm just gonna say, bro, you you just gave me all of you brothers just gave me some great advice on on, on personal relationship, man. Y'all got me here just like I'm, I'm I'm scratching the back of my head, trying to shake it off, but it keep coming back. So I, I think I'm doing something wrong. So touch you like granddad to say you stepped you stepped on my toes on that one but i needed that <laughs> man. Yeah. Woo. pain man and that word pain is a teacher right but pain is necessary for you to identify where wound has taken place 
Right, right. Mm. Because the very indication that the body has been afflicted by something is the pain that it experienced. And I think I said it before, but if the pain is deep enough, it will cause a wound to bleed. Mm. And, and the significance of a bleeding wound is that it can only flow outward and not inward. And because it can flow outward, it doesn't allow any contamination to contaminate the wound so the body can't get infected. Right. And it's the same thing with relationship. If God is severed and it's causing pain, it's covered under the blood of Christ because you are now saying, I'm going to allow Christ's blood to overflow the situation. Mm-hmm. And if it flows long enough, it creates a scab. That's a separation from the outside to the inside so that the inside can heal. And at the given moment, then the scab falls off and the outside and the inside come back together as one unit. Right. So the blood could flow, flow over him. So then in the future, once the scab has been formed by the separation, then y'all can come back together equally yoked. But at this present time, what he has for you is not for him to be a part of at this moment. But nobody knows the future but God. To say that in this season, I can bring it back. It, it's unnecessary. Sometimes he even tells us that separation is necessary, mm-hmm. even in marriage. He said, if you have a problem with your husband and the wife, separate for a season. Mm-hmm. Then come back together. So it is necessary. We see separation is necessary for growth to happen. Right. So, right. you know, we don't discount it because it may not be a part of the plan now. It could very well be a part of the plan later. Right. That's good. Because what I what what I just got what you said was confirmation because I've been hearing healing mm-hmm. every every after the third day I was really I was really upset for three days and after the third day I started getting healing I've been hearing healing healing you're gonna be better because of this not worse a lot mm-hmm. of times we feel like oh man this 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 is terrible that's it and that's it and I can't nah I'm gonna I'm gonna really grow because he confirmed something he'd been showing me for a very long time. So it, it didn't cripple me. It actually opened my eyes more wide. And, and now I gotta be, I gotta be really mindful of who I allow inside of my circle. Like you guys, I trust each and every one of you guys. I know where you guys headed. I know what kind of journey you guys are on. We headed in the same direction. I can't share certain things with people who not headed in the same direction with me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Brother Todd, uh, a lot of times I use, uh, I have used 2 Corinthians and 6 chapter and 14 verse when I'm talking like, for instance, if something was to ever God forbid to happen to my wife, I was always talking about being unequally yoked. You can't get with somebody who don't believe what you don't believe. Come on. I said, I don't care how fine she is. I don't right. care how good we connect. And if she loves French fries as much as I do, it don't matter. <laughs> because you can't do that. And who is the wisest man in the Bible, as we know? Solomon. And in all of his wisdom, Solomon got with the wrong women, mm-hmm. building shrines to other women and building toward their gods and all of that type of stuff. And that's why God said, I'm going to take half of your kingdom from you if it wasn't for your father, David. And that's why I said, our prayer life, our praise, our worship, can affect our grandchildren. Come on now. Because, because of the way your grandfather praised me, because of the way your grandmother praised me, I won't do what I probably should do and whatnot. Right. That's why I say our lifestyle can affect generations. 
Because if it wasn't for King David, you know, telling what would have happened to Solomon, because Solomon should have known better. All of them women, and he was building shrines to other women. It wasn't that. That's why we can't be unequally yoked. That is so important to let somebody draw you away from God, no matter right. how much you connect. If she don't follow Jesus, don't follow her. And you follow can't give her. You just said it, uh, Brother Todd. If we're not going in the same direction, we can't do nothing. Can't, can't go. Communicate. I mean, we can communicate and talk, but we can't beat them. Pastor Paul said, Doc, separate just like Brother uh, Glenn said about the unbeliever, like uh, the fornicator. He was saying, telling them to eat their own bread and all of that type of stuff. We can we, we can have friends like that, maybe, or people that we grew up with, but I can't hang out with somebody that's not part of Christ every day. Right. Knowing that he's out here chasing women and all that. We are unequally yoked. I can't do that. They can right. get mad all they want to. That's why I got brothers. That's why when you were saying about healing, every day in my prayer life, or as much as possible, I call each and every one of you out by name. God bless you. First and last name, if I know your last name, if I don't, I call your first name. I pray for healing. I pray for God to order your step and God to cover you and your family because y'all are mighty men of God. And I pray for that. I pray for Brother Kenny Billy, Dirty Bird, to get that kidney and all of that type of stuff because I want that to happen. I want to hear that praise report. All you brothers, every day I call y'all by name. That's why I'm so glad that y'all y'all are part of my life now with that. And y'all mean a lot to me. And I ain't even seen none of you eye to eye except apprentice and, 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 and price. But that, but you some mighty men of God, we got to stay equally yoked with Christ and don't let nobody pull us away from Christ and cut off that connection to God that we have. Let us continue to pray for one another and lift each other up. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Hey, Todd, I think to me, you, you, you were living out this scripture. It's Ephesians 5, verse 6 through 8. It says, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because mm. of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Amen. Amen. Hey. Wow. Wow, bro. Hey, um, the crazy thing, man, and and before about two about two weeks before it all came crashing down, we would have conversations, and and, and they would say, uh, "I watch y'all last night, or I watch y'all Tuesday," but we never talked about the scripture. Never. We've been on seventy weeks, probably. <laughs> never, right? And and the spirit started saying, "Hey, you you don't think that's awkward?" You, you talk to Glenn, you, you call Glenn. When you talk to Glenn, Glenn going to say something if it, if, if it ain't but Jesus, but God loves you, something. And me and Glenn don't talk to Glenn. When you talk to Glenn, Glenn, I call Glenn is a quality. He's a quantity guy. When you, it, it ain't no wasted nothing. When he finished, he gone. <laughs> but men, this person talked for hours. And, 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 and no scripture, so you watched us. Nothing caught your eye. Nothing, nothing caught your eye. Nothing, nothing pricked you nowhere. And so what Josh just read, man, that just it just brought to my attention all the things that the Holy Spirit was showing me that I missed the mark because of the love. Because of the love. And man, I'm so grateful. Thank you for that. You said that was Ephesians 5 what? Ephesians 5 or 6 through 8. 6 through 8. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that when I get off from here, man. That, man. Man. And and I see you guys, right? And and some of my, I know so many people, right? 
and so sometimes it's hard for me to because I love I love it. I just love people, right? I love I'm, I love people, and so because of love, <laughs> when you really love somebody, George Lefko, you know, when you really love somebody, you want the best for them. You hope yeah. for the best. You see the best, and all right. that. Like right. how you see somebody getting mistreated in a relationship. So how 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 they been there seven years and doing all they get treated, but because of love, the love see the the, the potential. The love see the potential of what someone could be, and 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 if you ain't really grounded in the word or your relationship in Christ ain't that strong, then you you'll succumb to love because love is a strong thing also. Mm-hmm. And so man, man, I'm so I got you guys mm-hmm. in 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 this year. Most of Glenn, Dirty Bird, Drone, Prentice, Rick, they probably. The year guys that's been here at least a year. But in 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 the time that each of you guys been on here, you guys ain't always agree with everything I said, which is necessary in growth. It's it is necessary in growth to say, hey Doug, nah, that's wrong. That that is not how you get to XYZ. If if I'm going, if I'm going to smoke some crack and you guys saying it's fine, you can't, you ain't helping me. And you and you know it's wrong. And that's what I appreciate about this group, man. You know what I'm saying? That love is, I, I tell my wife when we talk, it's like agape love is the greatest love. Right. But we, we seem to skip the next one. To me, the next greatest love, when you truly love somebody, is tough love. It's, it's tough love. I can, one of you guys call me and you saying something that I know is wrong. And I let you, and I get off the phone and don't say that I know it's wrong and give you a solution. I do not truly love you. I like you. Amen. I, I like you because if I truly love you, the spirit gonna unction me to say, hey, well, you've you said this before and I, I never really agree with it. And it's time for me to say why I don't agree with it and XYZ give you an alternative solution. That's what tough love is. Tough love is not clapping for everything that we do and we say because we are imperfect people anyway. We're, we're going to miss the mark more than we get it right most of the time until we mature in, in, a, in a spiritual way that we haven't reached yet. I know I haven't. I think too, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong with what I'm about to say here, is at the same time when we talk about the pain um, and the bleeding, I think sometimes we we get hardened to it. We, we get callous to it. I, I think about the scriptures that talks about do not harden your hearts. And, and we try to, instead of, you know, instead of trying to deal with it, we want to stay where we are and we start to get callous. And we start to get hard-hearted and and then that side of us, you become another person almost. You, you, you kind of change, your character kind of change from the person that people used to see. Now you're bitter and angry and and, and don't nobody really want to be around. <laughs> the bond you had with people, now you're going back to where you used to be. At, at, um, what's the scripture? As a dog returns to his vomit. Vomit. Yep. Yeah. When we don't hear God's word and let God's word soften our hearts, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's when we we starting to turn away. We we starting to walk. We we starting to turn away from God. That's that's me talking now. I think that that's when our turning point starting to turn away from God. Brendan, yeah. Let me ask you something. Is ignoring the Holy Spirit when it when it's directly telling you something is that equivalent to hardening of the heart? Disobedience. Yeah, I I don't think it's equivalent to hardening of the heart yet. But I think once you get to a point where you continue to ignore the Holy Spirit and you continue to ignore God when he when he obviously put stuff in there for you to do, I think your heart starts to get hard when you start to go back to doing things you know you ain't supposed to right. do. Right. Right. Because I, you can hear the Holy Spirit and you may ignore it right then, but if you starting to come around to it, that just me talking. I think if you start to come around to it, I don't think your heart is hard yet. You know, the spirits agreed not the Holy Spirit. So if he's constantly telling you something, it's just like you constantly telling somebody something over and over again. When you get about that third time you get ready to tell them, you sigh within yourself, like, when are they going to figure this thing out? That's grieving, because now you're beginning to grieve for them like a loss. The Holy Spirit is saying the same thing. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. If I'm telling you something over and over again and you still can't get it, why am I telling you? I'm not working to let you go and bump your head. Then after you bump your head, then you come back. Then we can have a conversation. That's why he says in the scripture, he says, I give them over to a reprobate mind that they mm-hmm. may be tried, then return back unto themselves. I'm this thing I'm started. This thing, real quick, Jerome. Okay. This is how far this goes back. Me and Jerome, me and Jerome read, um, we, we walked through Amos together, right? And what, about a week or so, Jay, we went through Amos together. Every time I got off the phone with Jerome, we shared different things about what we read in Amos. I would get a phone call from my friend and every word, every word, every word you can think of, every word. And, and I told Jerome, he was like, hey, you, you're gonna have to make a decision. You're gonna have to make a decision in reference to this friend, because because on one end you you walking with me through Amos, and he said all he's going to do is tear you apart. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, you know I was listening to Glenn, uh, and for me, I I think the difference is what your motives are when you separate yourself from whomever. Yes. You know, printed was talking hard and hard. I think your motives when God knows our intentions. If you're separating out of love because of your love for God, that's one thing. But if you're using the word of God out of spite, that's the whole thing. So mm, that's good. that your separation is done in the right manner. You're separating because uh, you want to go in a different direction for God. Not because you're upset about something that whomever might have did something to you. Right. Because now you got to start talking about how can I be, how can I forgive this person? Yes. So this right. makes forgiveness is part of this equation before you mm-hmm. decide to separate yourself and that you're in a good place from a forgiveness standpoint. And then you can move on to whatever else you can do. But don't, I agree with Prentice, make sure your heart don't get so hard that you forget that, hey, did I ever forgive the person for hurting me? Because you, you specified a lot tonight about hurt. So hurt can lead to a place of a bad place. Yeah, right. yeah.
I haven't got to I haven't I haven't got to forgiveness yet. I just I have to be honest, I haven't got there yet. <laughs> it's too it's really it's really fresh. And and now that you talked about it, because I really hadn't thought about the forgiveness. I know I have to get to that point. And I have thought about it once, but I'm, I'm I just haven't did it yet. I just I know I have to. Mm-hmm. That's both of us, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't got that yet either. Aaron. I got a, I got a, I got a question that we haven't talked about. Go ahead, Jay. How do how do we handle it when when people are supposed to be of God and they used to be real close and they don't seem to be close anymore? Because sometimes it doesn't have to be supposed to be on different sometimes you just you know you just don't agree with each other's walk in the word of God that draws you apart. You know, you may have, I'm going to use, I know he's a tough guy. Dakota may have one thing that he's strong about. I may have another thing I'm strong about, but in our communication about tendency to drift away because we can't, we can't agree to disagree, but the love of God should always, you know, recognize each other. So sometimes I have a problem with people that are supposed to be Christians can't get along, get along in the word of God. Remember uh, the, the situation where Paul and Jodimus, Paul, Bartimus, John, and uh, Timothy were together? Mm-hmm. All walking together, all men of God. And it came to where they got to a place where they couldn't walk together anymore because they were they were in disagreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnabas and, and um, Barnabas and Mark had to go one way, and Paul and Timothy had to go another. Another way, that is, that is necessary in the body of Christ. Sometimes we can go only so far, but then where our vision and what our purpose is takes us in two different directions. Right. It doesn't mean that I don't love you anymore or that we don't follow the same God. It's just right. At this period of time, I have to go a different direction. I right. have to separate myself from you because I don't want to tear up your vision and I don't want you to tear up mine. Same thing in the office. A lot and um, let's call it together. And so much that they began, their families began to walk because of the fact that they, their, their um, possessions had become so great. My lot and Abraham. Go ahead, Joe. Was it Lot and Abraham? Lot and Abraham, correct. Thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, where you know their possessions were so were so great that they had to separate. Because we share a common vision, doesn't mean that God is going to arrive us there on the same journey at the same time, going the same way. Right. Some of our experiences are necessary for us to go two different roads. Amen. I may be called to speak to the prostitutes and the pimps. You may be called to speak to the politicians and the drug dealers. We, we got the same vision. We got the same mission, but we got two different roads to go. And Amen. so, as Jay said, there's nothing wrong with this. You having a situation where you're in the church and you have to separate. Right. That's true. Give me something, Darren. What's up, y'all? Um, just taking it all in, I think, um, I think everything comes back to the fullest circle is being evenly yoked. I think everything that everybody has said is, is all the different rabbit holes that happens by being unequally yoked. Um, and I feel that to be yoked, um, you know, the, the reason why they reference ox, oxes and different things of nature, it, it, one ox can't pull, it could possibly pull the plow, but it, the, the ox will become, in a day's work, it will become overworked 
overwhelmed, uh, if it's not feeling well that day, if it's wounded and it needs to be healed. I think that's those are different things that we go. Those are just some examples of uh, it could be a, a, a ox that thinks it's so high and mighty and it needs to be humbled. Um, uh, I think those are just all levels, all the different things that we experience through life. Like like Brother Todd said about being hurt, uh, you know, different relationship issues. It's just all different things. And I think by being equally yoked, it kind of God knows that this life is not fair. It's people that's going to do things to us and it causes us to maybe question our faith or uh, things of that nature, but by being equally yoked and why they chose to have the same of the animal. You don't, you don't put an ox and an elephant on the same yoke um, because it's nothing like and that reference back to be having, being believers, people like us. Um, because you don't want to look over when you're having a bad day and you see an elephant. The mm. elephant can't relate to you being an ox. Come on, um, mm. So, mm. so it, it, I think it. I think it just works hand in hand. That's why he wants us to be with like-minded believers. So when I looked over, I want to see my brother that look like an ox like me, and that's going to push me to get up. You know, when I'm wounded, or if my brother sees me wounded for that day, that day's work for whatever that we have to do, that we can still continue to plow and give me the strength to continue and continue to get the job done because whether we like it or not, life goes on. It continues to go. It continues to um, depress. And that's just like how I think, is it Prentice? Print, 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 Prentice? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, like that way we don't develop a heart and heart to think that nobody wants to help us. Nobody wants, nobody sees my pain. Nobody understands me. Nobody, God don't hear me. God don't see me. I'm out here working every day. And so that's, I think everything that everybody has said has, has came full circle to being equally yoked um, um, as far as that and being equally uh, yoked and unequally yoked. So that's kind of like what I got from it. Man, that elephant. Oh boy, that's powerful. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I like that. listen. Hey, can I man. feel that? Yeah, you can have it, it's free. It's that free. elephant? And, and that elephant is significant because I think a lot of times people who watch us, we got people that watch us consistently. It's, it's easy to fall and think that we just on here tools and laugh and get along. We've had unpleasant conversations. We've had unpleasant conversations on here, off, off of here on the phone. We've had unpleasant, but but they worked out because the, on the other end, the other end of the phone was another ox. On the on the on the phone is I'm talking to another ox. If I was talking to an elephant, it would have got ugly. That if anything that we dealt with, we wasn't like-minded or all men of God, those those conversations don't pan out even. Right. They just don't, man. That elephant, that's that's my takeaway for the night, right? There, that yeah. elephant. And, and one more thing, just to just to just to give clarity, um, you know, just to get clarity on it, and just like uh brother Glenn said that. Uh, we are all called for different things to do different things. Um, so that's not to say that the elephant is not strong. The elephant right. is very much strong. The elephant is can probably pull the plow by himself. But mm -hmm. in that particular moment, in that field, putting those two animals together will cause catastrophe. So mm -hmm. that's why we have to. That's why we have to make sure that we are equally yoked. So that way, in our mm -hmm. doing good, goes back to uh, brother Jerome's intentions. 
make sure that our intentions are pure. That way we don't get unequally yoked with the wrong animals. And then we cause good things to be spoken of as bad. I think the Bible speaks about that. Don't let your good things be spoken of as evil things. So it all goes, it all goes full circle. So yeah, <laughs> that's it for me. Could that, could that, could that yeah. yoke be simple, be a symbol of of the unity that that Christ wants to see in the kingdom, in the body of Christ? That, yeah, that yoke, I think. I think I think yeah, being yoked because because what they use the yokes for when they use y'all probably know this what they use the yokes for when they use the farming, it was used for many different things. It basically allowed that they that's why they picked oxes that were the same size, the same height. The, the, they didn't take a weak ox and a strong ox. They, it wasn't like that kind of thing, but it was it was basically to keep to keep us in line, pretty much. It just basically keeps line and keeps us on task. Uh, keep the animals on task mm-hmm. because if not, they were veer off. So it would just, it's, it's more the, that way that whoever was controlling the ox that they could maintain these powerful beasts, you know, because they can really tear that thing apart. You know, they can run off and rip it apart. And, you know, now you got a catastrophe. So, yeah, in a sense, yeah, you could look at it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Boy, wow. we, 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 we just had Sunday service now. I ain't lying. That boy, that's a freak. <laughs> You know, it's too, I'm looking at that yoke as, he, as he's talking about it, man. And you're talking about that thing. Like he said, he put two sized animals of the same size inside that yoke. And then you got to look at it because that yoke was for guidance. But it was also a weight that allowed them to know that they are restricted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so check. Like he said, they were powerful enough to destroy the yoke or pull the person that was controlling them. But it put in such a weight on them and gave them such a sinkness and mindset that we are both in this thing together, and then they were allowed to be guided by, it. you know, and, and that's the thing. And even when you see a human with a yoke on, that yoke stresses them out like a cross. Jesus was yoked to the cross. Right. And he was hammered and nailed to that, and he was yoked to that cross. And it was because he needed instruction, because God, he went to God. If this cup could pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He went for guidance. His guidance was the cross. It was the symbol to let us know that we are yoked into this fellowship of suffering through Jesus Christ by way of the cross. And if we follow it, we can find our destination. He also said that, you know, when you're yoked to something, y'all don't feel the same way every day. One of y'all might be stronger than the other one on one day, so you may have to maintain more of the load. But if I look at you and I know you look like me, I'm willing to go with you. Man, right. that dude just freaked right there, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to shout up in this camp. <laughs> and that that something else he said was keeping us on task when yeah. he was talking about because because as believers, it's it's very it's pertinent that we stay on task because we all have assignments, we all have purpose, and and so yeah yeah I I, I was hurt. Yeah, I got to stay on task. I can't, like Ron said, now I got to go into forgiveness. I got to get to forgiveness because the unforgiveness will keep me off task. It'll keep me off task. I, I keep worrying about the pain of what happened and I'm missing I'm missing things that God has for me. Good man, this has been a good night, man. You guys, boy, when even from when, when George started praying, boy, I felt it from the beginning. I, I got a question. And I've seen it happen on in my family on my mom's side and my dad's side a whole lot. 
Um, when you said be easily yoked before couples like you know get married. I mean, I know there's two things you don't discuss: politics and religion. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. And the reason why I said the religion part is I had one cousin on my mom's side, one on my dad's side, both of them Jehovah Witness. We know their beliefs. Both were married. Two Baptist guys. I'm a Baptist. And our belief are our beliefs are totally different. So what what they actually done, long story short, out of five, matter of fact, all five right now, they they're they divorce. Because so my question is. I know I do with my son before he got married. I got a daughter. I did it with her before she got married. And I just told her, I said, before you say I do, or before you're, I told my son, before you propose, sit down and talk about your religious beliefs and see whether y'all ain't wavelength. Because like I told him, I said, no, you, you don't want to be, because he, he know the people who it happens to, you know, you don't want to be like cousin A and cousin B and then, Two, three years down the road, y'all divorce. So I mean, for those who got kids like my age, do or or even nieces and nephew, do do have anybody ever told them that that's something they need to talk about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause like because it seems like most people on my end, on both sides of the family, is like they're scared to talk about it. But I I do it. I mean, I just got to the point. I don't care. I mean, I don't care if if because the way that I feel. Because if you don't, it's like my man said, you're gonna end up in you know a disaster at the end if you don't talk about it. Right. And the bad part about it is all five sets that I know on both sides of the family, it's kids in between. I mean, each one got three to four kids. So now you got mom over here in this state, then you got. Daddy over here in the state. So it, it, it that's gonna have a toll on those kids for long bearing mom and dad and not together. I think I know I've had the conversation any any it's just for me because that's how you I wanna know where they stand, what each other stand, because how how are you gonna push? When 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 the storms come, what's what's gonna be the driving thing behind what are you gonna go to? What what are you gonna to go to in the in the rain? So yes, yeah, it's, it's important, very important to have that conversation, especially if they come to you. My my oldest niece, her her husband, he's a pastor now. They've been married six or seven years. They got married in 11, 2011, So it was a little longer than that. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a conversation that we can't be scared to have that conversation. Like I said, the second greatest love, tough love. So sometimes we have to come out of our comfort zone and share what needs to be shared. Hey, man, another great night with my brothers, man. It's that time, man, for the shout out and take away. Brother Josh. Oh, man, great lesson tonight, bro. Uh, me, me and my wife, we were just talking about the same exact thing a couple of days. Well, started a couple of months ago because we noticed we are very – giving people we'll give you the shirt off our back we'll do anything for you and we noticed that we were given our cup was getting empty nobody was filling it up 
to not not saying nobody, but a lot of people weren't filling it back up. And we were just pouring out, pouring out. We weren't getting getting the same thing back. And so we started um, what we call pairing season. And we're, we're pairing off those relationships that are not putting into us what we're putting into them just to make sure that we stay focused and we're not blocking our blessings and we stay on our, our, our path and, you know, just continue to grow. Um, and that was one of the things that I think she saw before I did what Jerome talked about is making sure that yeah, we didn't have a hard heart or we weren't doing it out of spite or anything like that because uh, I, I'm not perfect. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more rough around the edges than she is. And I was ready to just chop people and, you know, just do our thing. Um, but I, I think it's necessary because like you said, it, it's you, you gotta be around like-minded people who are on the same route as you and want the same things out of life as you so that you don't um, block your blessings or you're not negating the Holy Spirit when he's talking to you to sacrifice for late relationships and things. So I think it was a great night tonight and I love y'all and we'll be back next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I love you too, man. Straight up. For real. Brother Joy. Um, I do um, this apprentice, and I really got the full, full impact of um, you talking about being uneven. I wanted to be in a relationship that I was in for 10 years, and it was a long time. And um, I wasn't praying like I was supposed to be, I wasn't reading my word like I was supposed to be. And God was trying to get my attention and letting me know that that this wasn't where he wanted me to be. And each time I just kept going back, uh, you know, I felt like I thought I was in love and this and that. And and, uh, and, the, and the Bible talks about that nothing should separate us from the love of God, but I really got the full impact of, of what really happened to me and what was really going on with me. And like brother Dakota said, if it's, if, if it's not, if it's not the will of God, if that's not what, the direction that you that that person has for you and that person is not on the same page as you are with God, you got to separate yourself from, it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you got to separate yourself. And so, you know, when those things, God, each time God was showing me some things, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to because I wanted to still be in a relationship. And then one day he, he saw the opportunity <laughs> for me. And when I, when he thought I was where he wanted to get, that's when he, he grabbed me and snatched me back where, where I needed to be with him and uh and gave me the tech the fortitude and the, the mind and the spirit to be able to speak to that thing as though they are. So I really got a lot out of tonight and it was just so impactful for me. So sometimes you don't know uh what you're going through until the scripture come up and you hear the scripture and then you'll know the the impact of where mm -hmm. God has you at because now I'm in a situation now where God has me with and I could be able to open my eyes up to the relationship that he wants me to have, but I got to go first. He's got to be first. Amen. Amen. Good job. Good job, Brother Joe. Love you, man. Brother Robert. If you're not led by God, then who or what? Right. You're going to be led by something or somebody. Yeah. It's either God or, or Lucifer. Amen. It's just that simple. I mean, there's no in between. Nothing left. So I mean, when we talk about unequally yoked, that's a that, that's a good hard subject. Great lesson tonight. I enjoyed every minute of it. I love you, brothers.
Happy Thanksgiving to you. And this, <laughs> uh, Dakota said he prayed for everybody. Man, y'all, y'all wouldn't know how hard I pray for y'all brothers. I love y'all, man. Love you too. God bless you. Love you too, brother Rob. Love you too, man. Brother Prince. Good lesson, Todd. Good lesson, Todd. Good lesson. Um, it seems like that, that unequal yoke thing just keep popping up. Yeah. And, and, and something Darren said when he was saying about keeping each other on track. Mm -hmm. I think about that in, in marriage too. Right. You know, cause you know, the husband and wife trying to keep each other on track cause you know, as far as going one way, if, if I want to go down the rabbit hole and, and she don't tap me on the shoulder, you don't need me pulling her down in the rabbit hole with me. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, don't, don't you think? Uh, how you fit? Don't you think you need to go call one of your brothers and talk to him? <laughs> right, right. It ain't her jumping on me. It's her saying, "Why don't you go call one one of your brothers and talk to him?" I say that's that guidance thing, keeping each other on track. Man, I, hey man, love you guys. Love you too, brother friend. Love you too, man. Brother Dakota. Amen. God bless you, brother. Um, awesome lesson on tonight. Um, I heard you talking earlier about something about forgiveness. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the outside looking in. I don't know what that was and whatnot. But one thing about it, if I'm if I'm on the right path, you know, uh, whatever that deal is about forgiveness, you got to forgive them, whoever it is and whatnot. Because like you said, we never know when our last day on this earth is, and you don't want something like that to keep you from making it in. Because the word does say, how can I forgive you if you can't forgive them? Right. Uh, not Jesus speaking, that's in red. Uh, you know, a man put on Facebook, a preacher put on there a little while ago, and he said that it's easy for a preacher to preach forgiveness if he's never been betrayed and whatnot. So I don't know how true that may be and whatnot. I think we've all maybe been betrayed at some point in time in our life, but I know one thing, we have got to forgive no matter what it is, no matter what somebody's done, you got to have that forgiveness in your heart to right. do whatever it may be and whatnot. Because we know better, we know the word, and we don't want one individual to keep us from making it in on Judgment Day because right. we ain't got no part. No matter how much work we done done, how many plates you give out to the homeless, how much you spend time, you dedicate their shelters or whatnot, all of that's almost for nothing if you can't make it in, all because of forgiveness. So we, right. we definitely... We definitely got to move forward. Whatever that individual has done, we got to forgive. I'm not saying it's easy. Pray about it. That's got to do something and whatnot so we can get past that point because we have got to have that in our heart to forgive. It's not easy, and I know it hurts and whatnot, but like I said, we've got to do that in order to make it in no matter what that individual has done to you. As far as being unequally yoked, I know I'm <clears throat> I'm like that with, with Brother Price right now because it looked like you're trying to let his hair grow back, and I don't want to see that white and pepper afro that he had. So we right. need to go ahead and shave that. We definitely unequally yoked on that right now. Right. Shave that mess off your head, and let's get back to normal. God bless you. I love you, brother. <laughs> hey, good work. Good work. I received that on that forgiveness because I definitely need to do it. I have to do it. It's a good job. I love you, brother Dakota. Dirty dog, Georgia dog, Mississippi dog, whatever dog. <laughs> hey man, don't don't hate because no my bulldog's number one. And where your hurricanes? Not even in the top twenty-five. 
But uh, great lesson on the night, man. And brother Dan, oh my God, man, bro, you, 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 man, you got me scratching my little beard that I'm trying to grow back. Got my toes, got me rubbing my feet like I'm a cricket, man. I, I, I got some soul searching to do when we get off this right here. But oh my God, man, I, I, I just don't know what to say. I, I, I mean, I mean my little. Like I like I tell my grandson sometimes he want to talk to me. Let, let Papa get his little minute. Papa and his little feelings right now. Because um, my toes got stepped on, bro, and they hurting. But I, I needed that, so now I I know where I need to go. I know right. what I need to do. Right. Like Brother Dakota said about that forgiveness. I I, got, I I I know, but I'm working on it. I, I'm working on it. That's all Amen. I can tell you. Amen. Amen. I love you guys, man, and I definitely see y'all. God's willing. Next Tuesday, don't eat too much Thursday. <laughs> right. Good job. Good job, dirty bird, dirty dog. Love you, man. Brother Darren. <laughs> oh man. Uh man, great, great, great topic tonight, man. It's it's a tough one because there's so many rabbit holes with that <laughs> that you can go down. Right. Um, <laughs> My my takeaway is just don't you know folk as we as we live our lives and deal with everyday situations just think about don't let your yoke kill your ox you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. make sure you stay equally yoked make sure right. that make sure make sure that your day's work is not is not a catastrophe so just make sure your yoke don't kill your ox. I got to share that. One. Good job, yeah, good job, brother Darren. Hey man, that two twos in a row, man. Your spirit and your energy is amazing, man. I just want to say that, and I'm oh, sure the bless guys you, man. that. God, love you. Brother Jerome. Yes, sir. Love you too, man. Guys, I want to start out by saying um, what I'm thankful for, man, and, and being thankful for you guys. And Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. You know, I can say what I what I, my takeaway for tonight, but I'm always sitting back humble, listening to you guys and growing. But I want to let you guys know how thankful I am, man, to be on here too tonight and being able to, to not only as a Christian, man, but as a man. Last one of you guys for pouring into me, helping me to be a better person each and every day, taking on some of you guys' personalities, believe it or not. Trying. It's a little hard, but trying. So I just want to thank you guys, man. Y'all guys really means a lot to me on every Tuesday and, and the man that I'm becoming. That's all I have. Love you, Jerome. Hey, good job, Jay, man. You know, I already know I love you, man. Um, hey, man, one of, I got something when George was talking, Um, when Brother George was talking, I think another element of the yoke that, that probably we don't discuss is the trust factor. Mm-hmm. I have, when I call Glenn and when I call Jerome and any of you guys, Josh, I'm calling because of the trust factor. Right, correct. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not calling because of the convenience. No, <laughs> because I, most of the people in my contact, if they free, they'll answer the phone. You know what I mean? When I call, they'll answer. So right. the yoke has a lot of trust factor in it too. Right. That I trust Glenn. I trust. I trust any of you guys. That if I'm calling for whatever, that you're going to give me the to the best of your ability. To the best of your ability and the best of your knowledge, and and it's going to be from the love of God. It's, it's not going to be based off anything worldly or anything tangible. So, 
Man, man, great job tonight, man. The energy and the spirit, man, definitely was up, up, up. So, man, thank you guys. Love you all. Brother Glenn, um, before you take us home, Pete, brother, brother Charles in prayers. He he tore his rotator cup. Uh, brother Johnson. Yeah, Charles. Hey, Charles worked like a madman. Um, Charles worked like a madman. Anyway, brother Johnson packing the head out of town, so he just wanted you guys to know that. But anyway, take us home, man. Hey, Amen. Again, Darren, man, that powerful analogy, man, of that that elephant and that oxen is just so powerful. Mm. Man, that's I ain't lying, I'm stealing that. I give you credit, but I'm sure we're gonna preach. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. You got it. I'm, yeah. You got it. That was powerful. I mean, and, and it is true, man, that we have to, it is so much better to feel when you look over going through that, that person that going through beside you looks like you. And that, right. that that really rang to me. And I bless God for that analogy. Man, there's so much going on. I had some people reaching out, man, via text and Facebook. Saying thank y'all for this night, man. I needed this word. I, I needed this and to pray for them, man. Uh, my brother from another mother, man. Y'all remember his prayer's name is Richard Warner, man. Dude is a blessing, man. I mean, he is a blessing. And he and God has a mission for him. And right now he he's on a on a path that God only can order his steps. So you definitely be praying for him. And, and I'm calling his name out now before God. I'm calling Charles out. I'm calling Jonathan. And and I'm bringing this group before him, man, and everything and everybody attached to him and to this group. Father God, it's in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to give you all glory, honor, praise. And Father, as we close another meeting, Father, your spirit met us before we got here, Father. And it continually strives with us, God, as we drive deeper and deeper every week into your word. Father, we thank you for what you've done, God, and how you transform our lives, God, and how we are learning to be better examples, not only in our house, God, but for anyone that comes in contact with us, Father. Father, we know that we're not finished yet, God, and that we are still a work in progress, but you yes. said what you was on the potter's field, God. You mold into the image that you choose for it to be. Continue to mold us, God, in every facet, God. Take out what does not need to be there, God, and put in your spirit, God, that we'll be able to find our path in the darkness. God, we thank you for the light of our life by the word of Jesus Christ. And God, as we continue on this journey, God, uplift us, hold us, God, close to you. Father, that we may not stumble, God, or fall. And when we do, Father, hold us back, God, under forgiveness, God, and grace, mercy, and love, Father, that we'll be able to go forward and tell what you've done. Father, we thank you for every man gathered here, every family. And Father, we ask right now we go forward, God, that you be with us. Continue, Father, in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Hey, All real right. quick before we go, real quick before we go, next week, Next week is round table. We haven't done one in a while. Josh, okay. um, I'm gonna do it. I've been sitting on it. Uh, I, I just wanna know. It's been a year. Josh posed this question. And I, I don't I don't think, I think we were, I don't know if we were shame or whatever, but we wanna know, is, is there any illustrations in the Bible scripturally where, where, where man or woman was punished or chastised for infidelity. So I, I know Jerome gonna be writing, gonna, gonna be looking and digging, and mm. and it might be a silly question also, but it was just something he posted, and and I'm curious about it myself because I don't know if it is or not. What was the question? I missed it. I'm sorry. Is there is there any scripture or anywhere in the Bible that anyone has been chastised 
are punished for infidelity. Yep. David. David. The first one coming to my mind. David, but the one before him was uh, Abraham's wife and mm -hmm. Sarah. He got ready to sleep with him. God told him, I'll kill you if you touch that man's wife. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. David. Mm -hmm. Come on, uh, the king, right? Yeah, King Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pharaoh yeah. Black, I'll kill you because that is another man's wife. He went to him. He said, why did you trick me? You told me this was your sister when you knew it was your mm -hmm. wife. And you called her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I came up with the harlot. Uh, hey. And not the harlot, the servant. Uh, Hagar. Hagar. And, uh, he ended up with Hagar. And if you look at that story, he was chastised for Hagar because he began to show affection to Hagar because of, of uh, Ishmael. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sarah got jealous that you got to go. And and the Bible yeah. said God told him, hearken unto the voice of the woman and put her out. Right. So you got that one, David and Bathsheba. He right. never called Bathsheba David's wife. He always called Bathsheba the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Right. He never mm -hmm. gave David right. credit for having her. Right, right. Not, right. Not, not only that, they lost, I think they lost their first couple of kids they tried to have. They did. Like the first they born, did. yeah. Firstborn, man of good stuff. That's I. I've never looked at those. Mm -hmm. I've never looked at those and realized that that was. You know what I'm saying? That right. that was chastisement or punishment for for adultery. Yeah. Got to ask Look at David kids. Even after the kids, he did have his own kids. Right. Right. Yeah, he told him, he said, that iniquity will visit your family, even when he put Solomon on the throne. Solomon had still suffered for that same sin. Right. That's right. good stuff, man. That's good stuff. So, hey, Tuesday, Tuesday's going to be round table. Darren, what we do, man, is, is whatever. If you if you got questions about changing your oil, whatever it is, anything on your heart and mind. Amen. So I see you guys Tuesday, man. Y'all have a great uh, Thanksgiving and a great man. weekend. Love y'all, man. Love y'all. All right, man. Peace, man. All right. Yeah. Peace.